Let us pray. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. Heaven and earth adore. Even angels bow before him. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God, what a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah, what a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah, heaven and earth adore. Even angels bow before him. What a mighty God we serve. We are serving him. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah, heaven and earth adore, even angels bow before him. What a mighty God we serve. Almighty God, we worship you. The one who can do all things, we bow before you. The resurrection and the life. We give you all glory. Please accept our worship in Jesus' name. Today, in your miraculous way, visit all your children. Let all needs be met. And please, Lord, have mercy on all nations of the world. And let all be well, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Let someone shout hallelujah. hallelujah. We will be looking at Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, reading from verse 4 to 8. Acts, chapter 1, from verse 4 to 8. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but he shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria 
and unto the uttermost part of the earth. It's a big question that people always ask. After the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, what next? We've heard of the crucifixion. We've heard of the resurrection. After the resurrection, what next? In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 8, Ecclesiastes 7 verse 8, the Bible says, better is the end of a thing than the beginning. That is why the day you dedicate a house, your house, and I believe that's a prophecy for someone, the joy will always be greater than the day you lay the foundation. Because it is one thing to set a goal, but another thing to achieve it. It is one thing to know your destiny. It's another thing to fulfill it. On the eve of his crucifixion, when the Lord was praying, probably the most crucial prayer of his life, in John chapter 17, verse 4, John 17, verse 4, it's recorded for us that Jesus said to his father, I have finished the work that you gave me to do. I have completed my assignment. On the cross the following day, just before he died, in John chapter 19 verse 30, John 19 verse 30, he said, it is finished. In other words, mission accomplished. Now, some weeks earlier, he had said something to his disciples. In John chapter 16, verse 7, something very strange. He said to the disciples, he said, it is expedient for you that I go away. Because if I don't go away, the comforter won't come to you. In other words, he was saying to them, even though they didn't fully understand at that time, he was saying, I will soon fulfill my own destiny. And I need to help you fulfill yours. I will soon be going, but I will send someone to you who will help you Fulfill your own destiny. I believe the message of today is for someone in particular. Whoever that fellow is, I pray for you in the name that's above every other name. You will fulfill your destiny. 
So after he rose from the dead, just before he was taken up to heaven, in the text we read, he said unto the disciples, you will receive power. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and he will give you power. Let me spend some few minutes discussing that word power. What is power? Power in the layman's language is simply the ability to do work and do it easily, efficiently, and at times extraordinarily. Let me give you a simple illustration. Suppose someone were to ride a bicycle from Lagos to Ibadan. If he's strong and he gets up very early in the morning, hopefully he will arrive in Ibadan probably late in the evening and he would have sweated quite a bit. On the other hand, if that man has a motorcycle, he could get up in Lagos early in the morning and be in Ibada within two hours without sweat, not tired at all, because there is power helping him Along. The power that you need to fulfill your destiny easily without sweat. I decree in the name of the resurrection Christ. Receive it today in Jesus' name. Now there are categories of power. There is political power. Um, you've had it again and again when so and so was in power. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4 says, Where the word of the king is, there is power. You put it in the modern language. Where the word of the president is, there is power. If you don't believe that, just check what's happening. The president sits in his house and makes a decree or a pronouncement. Everybody stay home. And if you love yourself, <laughs> You better stay home. And then there is financial power, material power. In Proverbs chapter 10, verse 15, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 15, the Bible says the rich man's wealth is a strong city. He went for that to say 
The destruction of the poor is their poverty. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 12. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 12 says, Money is a defense. The Africans have a proverb. They say the rich man does as he pleases. And then there is spiritual power. In 2 Kings chapter 4 from verse 8 to 17, 2 Kings 4 from verse 8 to 17, the Bible tells us the story of a very wealthy woman. The Bible calls her great. She was rich. But she was barren. And she entertained a man of God again and again. And one day the man of God turned around and said to her, Nine months from now, you have a son. The spiritual power came into action. And the woman got something that money could not buy. Then, of course, there is counterfeit power. Everywhere you have something genuine, you are bound to have something counterfeit. In Acts chapter 8 from verse 9 to 24, Acts 8 from verse 9 to 24, the Bible talks of a man called Simon. He was a sorcerer. And he had used sorcery to bewitch the people around him. And the people thought, ah, this must be a powerful man. Now let me continue by telling you Something that I'm sure you know, and that is that power passes power. In Exodus chapter 7 from verse 8 to 12, Exodus 7 from verse 8 to 12, the Bible tells us that Moses stood before Pharaoh, threw down his rod. The rod became a serpent. And the magicians of Pharaoh threw down their own rods too. And the arrows also became serpents. But then, the serpent that came from the rod of Moses swallowed all the serpents of the magicians and then became just one rod in the hand of Moses. May I decree that the power of the Most High we swallow all the counterfeit powers that may be arrayed against you in Jesus' name. Amen. Why? Because in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, Matthew 28, verse 18, it is written, All power in heaven and on earth belongs to Jesus Christ. Now, I've done this foundation to tell you or to explain to you why Jesus released power to the disciples after his resurrection. Why do you need to have the power of the Holy Spirit? It is so that you can fulfill your destiny. In Luke chapter 5, I will just give you two examples very quickly. 
In Luke chapter 5 from verse 1 to 11, Jesus Christ had spoken to Peter. You know the story? Peter fished all night, caught nothing. Jesus borrowed his boat to preach. After he finished preaching, he asked him to cast his net, to to launch into the deep and cast his net. He did. He caught so many fish. Two boats were full after he had fished all night and caught nothing. And when he was frightened by the miracle and he said that, Lord, I don't deserve this kind of miracle. I think you should leave me. The Bible says, Jesus Christ said, no, no, no. From now, you'll be catching men. He, he told him, your destiny is to win souls. But more than three years passed. And Peter did not win a single soul. But there on the day of Pentecost, in Acts chapter 2, and you can read the whole chapter from verse 1 to 41. Acts chapter 2 from verse 1 to 41. When the Holy Spirit came and power descended, the power that Jesus promised came. Peter preached a single sermon and won three thousand souls. I give you just one more example. Apostle Paul said in Galatians chapter 1 from verse 15 to 16, Galatians 1, 15 to 16, he said he had been separated from his mother's womb to preach the gospel. In other words, his destiny was to preach the gospel. Oh, he started by studying law. God has no objection to you getting as many degrees as you want. But his his original destiny, the purpose of God for his life, was to be a great preacher. And when God finally said, all right, professor of law, the time has come for you to fulfill your original purpose. The first thing God did in Acts chapter 9, from verse 10 to 20, Acts 9, 10 to 20, is that he sent someone to go and lay hands on him so he could be baptized in the Holy Spirit, so he could receive power to do the work. I thought that I will be the youngest vice-chancellor in Africa. That was my goal. But then somewhere along the line, I gave my life to Jesus Christ, 1973. And before the end of that year, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And from 1974 till now, This is the only Easter that I've spent at home. Because the moment the Holy Spirit came, something kept moving. Moving me in the direction that God originally planned for my life. I pray for someone here today, before this day is out, the power of the Almighty God will begin to propel you In the direction of your destiny in Jesus' name. 
Now, the greater the power, the easier for you it will be to reach your goal. The greater the power, the easier it will be for you to reach your goal. For example, if you want to travel to, shall we say, uh, Britain from Lagos, I hope that by going through one route or the other by car, you will arrive there one day. But if you get in an aircraft from Lagos to London, within six and a half hours, you would have arrived. In Acts chapter 3, from verse 1 to 11, Acts chapter 3, from verse 1 to 11, the power of God began to manifest itself in a great manner in the life of Peter. When he laid hands on a man, a lame man, born lame, by the beautiful gate, and the lame man got up walking. The sermon that Peter preached after that one, according to Acts chapter 4 verse 4, led to the conversion of 5,000 men. When the power came initially, he preached a sermon, won 3,000 men. The power began to increase. He preached another sermon. This time with the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit and won 5,000 souls. And by the time you read Acts chapter 5 from verse 1 to 16, Acts 5 from verse 1 to 16, he performed more miracles. Things got to a stage where his shadow began to heal the sick. And multitudes began to come into the kingdom of God. His, his destiny was being fulfilled at an amazing pace. At the beginning of the Holy Ghost service, when we come to the redemption camp for Holy Ghost night in those days, probably the people will be maybe 6,000 people, 7,000. I would lay hands on everybody. And I mean practically everybody we had all night long. Lay hands on the sick, lay hands on the barren, etc., uh, etc. Et but then the crowd grew. And it was becoming difficult for me alone to lay hands on everybody. So I selected seven of the elders, prayed for them specially. Gave each one of them one of my ties that I'd used in ministry. And said, hey, this tie will carry part of my anointing to you. And they began to help me. And things were happening. But then the crowd kept growing. To the state that by the grace of God today, we can talk about multitudes. And you know what? God has made the job even easier still. I don't have to lay hands on anybody now. 
I don't even have to touch a handkerchief before they become anointed. Because the Almighty God showed me through the little science I know. Yeah, that power can be transferred through conduction. That is by touching. That power could be transferred through convention. It will put the power in a medium that will carry the power to where it is needed. And then the power could be transmitted by radiation. That's why today, by the grace of God, and I give God all the glory, I could stand at the altar and wave my hands. And hundreds of thousands of handkerchiefs will become anointed. And testimonies will follow. What am I trying to tell you today? Because this is not going, this is not the kind of sermon that it will be long. It's that will be brief so that you will remember every detail. And the sermon is for somebody in particular. I believe that the moment God wants you to begin to fulfill your destiny is now. So what should I do? If you are already baptized in the Holy Spirit, you already have the power. And I'm talking about baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Oh, don't mind those who will mock you when you are speaking in tongues because <laughs> what you'll be speaking will be ridiculous language. In fact, the Bible made it clear that when you speak in tongues, nobody understands you. Even you don't understand yourself. But it says, when you are speaking in tongues, you are speaking mysteries to the Almighty God. You are going directly to God, the one who has all powers in heaven and on earth. So when you suddenly in the midst of those who don't understand, begin to say, Oh, they look at you and say, What's wrong with this fellow? Ignore what they may say. Keep on praying in the Holy Spirit. The end will justify the means. If you have already got the power, use it. Because if you don't use it, you will lose it. And this is very crucial. I give you an illustration. There are all these uh, batteries. AA battery, AAA, etc., etc. When you buy them, they will write there somewhere. Lifetime. It may say three years. You know the meaning of that? You don't use it within three years, there'll be no power left there. You receive the power of the Holy Spirit and you fail to use it, the battery will run down. Pray in tongues. More than ever before. 
let your spirit communicate with this Holy Spirit, the one who is the originator of your destiny. The Bible made it clear, Romans chapter 8, verse 26, Romans 8, 26, that we don't even know how to pray as we ought. But the Spirit can help our infirmities and he can pray for us with groanings that man could not utter. Witness more. Because he said you will receive power that you might begin to witness unto me. Talk about Jesus Christ everywhere you go. Lay hands on the sick. And see the power flow. Oh, you may say, what if I lay hands on the sick and they don't recover? Who told you they won't recover? What if you lay hands on them and they do recover? Use the power so that it can multiply. More than 10 years ago, there was an anniversary of the modern day Holy Ghost outpouring. We call it Azusa Conference in America. And great men came from all over the world. And there were two of us who were invited from Africa. One great man of God from South Africa and my humble self from Nigeria. Thousands upon thousands of people were there. And those of us who were to be speakers, they kept us in a room. They call it Green Room. And there was all manner of food there. And I mean all manners. Food and drinks. I was going to be the last speaker for that day. And people, all these great men, they were having fun, eating, enjoying themselves. But I, I hid myself in a corner. Because I know that this is a defining moment in my life. And I kept on praying in the Holy Spirit. I kept on praying in the Holy Spirit. Finally, the time came. The great man before me had spoken wonderfully. And then it was my turn to speak. And the Holy Spirit took over. And when I gave the altar call, even this mighty man came to the altar. Last year, I was in Uganda. And the young man there, well, a fairly young man, <laughs> who was at that meeting, as a matter of fact, he was the one that they sent to invite me, came to see me and said, Sir, you minister at Azusa more than 10 years ago. And I've yet, I'm yet to recover from the impact of that ministration. He said, you may not know it, because he was one of the, a member of the organizing committee. He said, you may not know it, but your tapes, the people who are buying your tapes, the 
the number of tapes that they bought from you is more than all the other tapes combined. What is it I said that those great men have never heard before? It wasn't me speaking. It was the Holy Spirit propelling the word, backing it up. If you will apply this simple principle, you will suddenly see doors opening. You will suddenly see yourself moving closer and closer to the fulfillment of your destiny. What about those of you who have not received the power of the Holy Spirit? According to Acts chapter 2 from verse 37 to 39, Acts 2 from verse 37 to 39, the Bible stated it clearly what you are to do. Number one, repent. That's another word of saying, surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Say bye-bye to a life of sin. Turn around and say, no more dealing with the devil. Repent. Number two, he said, be baptized. The baptism he's talking about here is baptism by immersion. And those of you who are listening to me now in your various homes, as soon as you surrender your life to Jesus Christ, contact one of the pastors nearest to you in the redeemed Christian Church of God have given them authority. As many of you as want to be baptized, they will baptize you. You don't have to wait till the convention time. You can be baptized any time the lockdown is over. And then what is the thought that you should do? Begin now to use the power. Join the workforce, and see the almighty God moving you on a daily basis closer and closer to your destiny. Jesus Christ said to the disciples, it is expedient for you that I go away. It is in your best interest that I go away because if I don't go away, power won't come. He said, I've fulfilled my own destiny. I need to help you fulfill yours. And he's the one who is sending me to you today. Do everything you need to do to receive that power. And you will fulfill your destiny. Don't forget what I said at the beginning. The end of a thing is better than the beginning thereof. In the name that's above every other name. I pray for all of you today. That the power to fulfill your destiny. Be released unto you. That you will reach your goal. And you will not leave this world regretting. That you fail to to reach that goal that God has set for you. Let's bow our heads now. If there's anyone there listening to me now and you want to repent of your sin, you want to say to the almighty God, 
I don't want to spend my whole life doing nothing other than just eating and drinking and buying clothes and buying cars and building houses. I want to fulfill my destiny. I want to fulfill the purpose of God for my life. Lord, I repent today. Save my soul. If you are there, listen to me. Just bow your head. And cry to the almighty God for just one minute. Say, Lord, I repent of my sins. I say bye-bye to a life of sin. Save my soul. I want to fulfill my destiny. I don't want to pass through this life without leaving a footprint behind. And in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray for you now that the Savior himself, the resurrected Christ, we receive you now. We forgive your sins. We save your soul. We write your name in the book of life. We receive you into the family of God. And I pray that very soon. You will receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And the power. To fulfill your destiny. Will be released unto you. So shall it be. As for those of you who have already received the power. I pray that the almighty God himself. Will begin to stir up that power. That is already in you. So that according to his word. He will be able to do for you. Exceedingly. Abundantly. Above all you can even ask or think. According to the power. That is working already in you. I pray that from now on. You will begin to use that power to witness. You will begin to use that power. To heal the sick. You will begin to use the power. To raise the dead. You will begin to use the power. To make the barren fruitful. You will begin to use the power to serve God. And I pray. When it is time for you to leave this world, you'll be able to look back and say, Ah, thank God. I have fulfilled my destiny. Amen. So shall it be. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, I have prayed. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. The power, the power, the Pentecost, the power, these clouds are same today, no matter what they say. The power, the power, the Pentecost, the power, is just the same today. One more time, the power, the power, the Pentecost, the power, the 
it's just the same today. No matter what they say, the power, the power, the Pentecost of power is just the same today. Heavenly Father, the King of Glory, the ever faithful, ever sure Daddy. We just celebrate you. We thank you for the power of Pentecost. Thank you because without your resurrection, our faith could have been in vain. Now we can boast of the resurrection power. We can boast of the power that you have released. You said it is not expedient for you. If you have not sent the power, where shall we be? We thank you that that power continues to work and is healing today, is making the lame to work today. And we thank you that the power is even raising, raising the dead today. We are so grateful. We are so grateful. We therefore pray, Father Lord, that as many of us that have received the power, as we have been advised, the grace not to sit on the fence and begin to use it till the end of the day so that our destinies can be fulfilled. Father, we pray you will give us more. An overwhelming grace. Going from one degree of glory to another. And for those who are just receiving the power today, Lord Almighty, we pray Jehovah that the devil will not cheat them. You will Please empower them, strengthen them, help them, make them bold so that they can be like Peter and they will redeem the times they have wasted in their lives in the name of Jesus. We pray for the church of God all over the world that as as we have been reminded today about the power you have left for us. We pray, Jehovah, that the church will begin to manifest more than ever before in this power. And those who had thought that there are other power anywhere, we bow down for the power of the Almighty. Father, we thank you for your son you have used for us. We pray, Lord Almighty, that more and more of your divine revelation, that he himself, Jehovah, will not be weary or tired. You will always empower him. And you will help him to finish well. Amen. Jehovah will bless you. If you tarry by this time next year when we are celebrating your resurrection power, Jehovah, all of us, let us have testimonies. Amen. And let our nations, Jehovah, be yielded to the power of the cross. Amen. So that there will be more evangelists, Amen. more prophets, Amen. more pastors, Amen. more teachers. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus, so shall it be. Thank you for everything. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord.